Good morning, Cam. Hail and well met. Hmm. How are you doing, Mitch? I'm doing all right. I have nothing for that whenever you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit me with a good Leroy Jenkins. That'd be fine. <clears throat> it it throws me off only because I, I thought I I thought I had something kitschy to say right off the bat, and then you say that and it's like shoop, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I stole your thunder. I uh, you think you did. <clears throat> so COVID. It's still a thing. I got a, uh, right. So Thursday morning, I got a text message from our worship leader. Hey, uh, we've got a COVID issue. Uh, staff members have it, have been, have, uh, tested positive for it. And now we got to figure this out because there's a, at least one prominent person in the church that is in leadership that runs a lot of stuff that is not. Uh, yeah, um, is down for the count right now. So, so we're stepping up. We're uh, we're doing it. Uh, we're going full live stream. Um, actually, I had to rejigger my schedule last night because we had a, a women's conference last night, which I normally wouldn't have done anything with a women's conference. They had people lined up for that, but uh, all of a sudden they're like, "Well, we can't have sixty women." in the church meeting when we've got this COVID issue. And of course there are plenty of them were uncomfortable with it anyway. Yeah. Hey Mitch, can we live stream? I was like, cause they're, <laughs> so here's the thing is that we had a speaker that we flew up from Florida to speak at this thing. So it's almost like, well, we've got money invested in it where, you know, she's come all the way up here to speak to the ladies and everybody was looking forward to hearing what she had to say. And then COVID. And uh, so we, I did switch my schedule around yesterday and was able to live stream it uh, for it. And if you, you guys want to check it out, uh, you can check out gbcportage.com and just go to the live stream link. Um, she gave a really, really good uh, um, presentation on uh, struggles that she had with her daughter and her own struggles through the process and and how things uh, came out on the other end and it was it was it was good i enjoyed it um it's definitely geared towards women so as a guy you have to kind of take a few things with a grain of salt but it was good so but we're uh, locked down for two weeks uh church wise so and our our pastor can't speak so he's he's gonna be uh you know we've got a guest speaker that sent us a video for sunday and uh, i'm not sure what we're going to do for the for the next weekend so it should be interesting so have you guys had anything happen like this at your church at all um this summer one of our staff members and one or two of his kids got covid and he found out so after church one day a bunch of us got together out at um, a friend's house that lives out on a farm and has a pool. And, and he actually rode out there with me and my daughter. And then, so this would have been Sunday afternoon. We all hung out, you know, outside, inside, you know, it was like July. So we were, you know, everyone was inside and outside um, throughout the day. And then we found out Tuesday that he was showing symptoms and he tested positive Wednesday morning. Hmm. And so pretty much everybody that was there, 
also helped with the youth group. So we actually had to cancel youth group because we all had to get tested. Uh, and so since he was in my car for the 20 minute ride out there, that's considered long enough to be, you know, exposed. So I had to get a test and my daughter had to get a test and we both came back negative, but because my daughter's not vaccinated because she's four, she still had to quarantine for two weeks. But because I'm vaccinated, I didn't have to quarantine even. So it was, we had to, um, you know, obviously juggle all of our daycare plans for, you know, at that point, a week and a half. Um, So yeah, it it messes stuff up and we had to change the way things were done at church um, for, for two Sundays. So, but that's only happened once in this whole time. So <clears throat> feel pretty lucky in that regard. This is uh, really since we came back to meeting. Um, I was about to say without restrictions, but there's still some minor things that we're doing to kind of social distance and, you know, um, we're, you know, we're encouraging mask wearing, but not requiring it, which means two people in the congregation wear masks. <laughs> so welcome to Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, this is the second time since, since we, um, came back to, to meeting together that we've had to shut down like this. So, uh, I, I don't think it's a bad decision either way um, to shut down or to be meeting, but, uh, but we just have to be flexible with it. So Mm -hmm. COVID two years ago, who would have (laughs) known? Yep. That's what it is, right? All right. Well, um, if uh, you are a loyal listener to the show, you will remember uh, quite a while back, um, one of the things that was delighting me was my mute me button. Um, Simply put, it's a little illuminated button, and I don't know if I can get it up on the shot here, but it's a little illuminated button that uh, glows green if your mic is on and red if your mic is off. It's basically a hardware um, a USB device that links to software that mutes you and whatever conferencing software you're in. So we're using zoom right now. Mm-hmm. And so when I need to mute myself, I just reach down and tap the button and then it goes to red, lets me know that I'm muted. And, uh, when I want to come back on, just tap it again, it starts glowing green. And then I know I'm back on. So last night as we're recording, so we're recording on the 16th, um, Saturday morning. And last night they were on shark tank and it went very badly. I was going to ask <laughs> how it went. <clears throat> so I felt bad for the guys. Cause, cause I've been following, I think I've, I bought these through Indiegogo. So uh-huh. I've been, I've been part of their Indiegogo campaign and I've been getting a lot of communication from them about the, about it. And they were all excited to be on shark tank and yeah of My course gut. they they knew how it went when they were promoting everybody watch it so um so because they've been promoting it on uh uh-huh. on instagram for a couple of weeks but yeah my gut my gut reaction when i saw this they were I was like i bet this didn't go well <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny because we, my wife and I watched the the first three presentations and they were the second presentation. So they were kind of, they were in between the, 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 the two. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys can do math, figure it out. The first one was really good. Like they were fighting over it and ended up four of them ended up investing um, together wow. on it. They were all so excited about it. They gave them more money than they wanted. Of course, they took a higher cut than than they asked for, but they gave them more money to compensate them for it. Yeah. And uh, and so that went really well. The one right after them went really pretty well. Like they got invested in, even though like half the sharks were really not into it. Yeah. But uh, Mark Cuban saw something in it that I don't know, but saw something in it and decided to invest in it. So, you know, it's funny because they were talking numbers and like the first, the first, uh, the first one was like, well, we made like $500,000 last year. We're, we're a million in already this year and we're only halfway through and they're talking all these big numbers and great returns and all this stuff. The one after them was the same way. And right in the middle, they're like, so, uh, so how much money have you raised on this? Well, we did $140,000 on Kickstarter and 145 on Indiegogo. And we sold about $60,000 from direct from the website. And they're like, they're sitting there, you can see them adding it up. And they're like, so what's your take home on this? Well, come to find out they, when they make these, they cost about $11 a piece and they're selling them Mm -hmm. for 39, I think. And, uh, their biggest problem with it was they're like, this is going to be in, you know, apparently they're in staples, uh, across the country now, but they've sold like 60 in, (laughs) in like a month. So there's, there's an, there's an issue here, you know, people, Mm -hmm. this is not something that it looks like people really want. And I think it's a niche product. I think they should be selling it off their website and they should be a scaled down operation really. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you can't, can't harm them for, you know, you can't fault them for wanting to go big with it because they think they got a great idea. And I think they do too, for those of us who use zoom regularly and stuff, it's not a bad product, but, um, the main point that they were made is they were like, well, you know, it's going to be in the $10 bargain bin here pretty soon. And you're basically going to lose all your money on it, you know, and they were pretty much all out right away. And they made the, 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 uh, the guys from mute me made the mistake. It's, it's always a little painful to watch when they try to jump in and argue and they're like, but, but we've got this, but, but we, it's like, shut up. We're, we're not, we're, we're out. And, and so like, instead of taking it and just being like, okay, all right, thank you for your time walking out, you know, you get the, uh, but, but you're, but, and they're like, no, shut up. You're not, you're not getting it. I felt so sorry for him because you know where that comes from, you know, and you, you're like that investor or you're, you're the inventor really. That's like, but this is a great product. I really believe in this. I really want this to go well. And they're just sitting there, you know, telling you, you've got garbage and, and it's not going to be worth, you know, they basically telling them, dude, you got to find a way to bring your costs down. Yeah. And, uh, and they're just, but, but, and it's like, no, they're right. You you Mm -hmm. probably do need to, and and it is a niche product. You're going, you're going to sell it to a very specific, um, sector of the, of the, populace you're not going to sell it broadly you know so anyway yeah no that that all tracks with what i was kind of imagining in my head Mm -hmm. because like i'm i'm literally on zoom 
hours a day for my day job. Mm-hmm. And I have zero interest in this product. <clears throat> you know, I, so like I have one I offered to sell you because I have an extra yeah, one. And here. I said, no, I don't <laughs> want it. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. I do. I did see that they launched the uh, the Mute Me Mini now, which is basically. Do you you know what the uh, um? I can't remember the name of the product now, but it's a little dongle that sticks out of the machine about that much. It's a you, just the concept of it. You don't have to. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so the Mute Me Mini is basically like a little tiny thing that you stick <clears> into <throat> your your port. And it just, there's a little button there that glows whatever color. So they've, they've miniaturized it down to this little tiny thing. And now you, now it directs, you know, it's basically made for a laptop for, for mobile yeah. use. But I think it's, it's, cl- it's a clever idea. And I like the concept of it, which is why I bought into it. But, but they're right. You know, it's not a mass market uh, product. So, yeah. They're trying to solve a problem that, uh, that I think for savvy people it isn't really a problem. And that's the idea, you know, that you're on a zoom call and you don't mute yourself and you talk and, and all of a sudden they're like, Hey, you're not muted or, or you start talking and you are muted. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to solve that problem, you know, so you've got a big glowing puck on your desk that lets you know, you know, are you muted or you not muted and gives you a quick way to mute or unmute. So, and the software has been getting better. When I first got it, it was a little bit, a little bit dodgy, but it's gotten a lot better since then. So, so did you get, get a new Apple watch? Nope. I did not. Did you? I pre-ordered. So I, we, we eat breakfast at seven o'clock most mornings and that's when the pre-order was. So I was already up. (laughs) I didn't get up early or anything like that. But uh, I I got on the website. So they didn't do what they did with the iPhone, which was they gave you the ability to set up your order um, ahead of time so mm-hmm. that when you when they got ready, to, when they launched the pre-order, you could just hit a button and go. But so they didn't do that with the Apple Watch. So now you had to go in and actually pick what you wanted and unless you just got like a plain Jane, just pick one from the, from the list, you Mm -hmm. had to go into the studio and customize it and get, get it all up, get it all the way you wanted it. Well, I did that. Um, and picked some options. And, uh, of course I was a little tired, so I'm thinking to myself, all right, we'll just throw some options together and I'll get, get what I want. And you know, if I want a different band later, I can get a different band, whatever. And so I got a pre-order in and literally within like five, 10 minutes, we were talking the end of October for shipping already. So it had been pushed out like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, Oh shoot. I really wanted to get the Nike plus version of this and not, not the version that I got. Now, would I be, you know what, let's check and see what the, what the shipping is going to look like for that. So I went in and I, I customized the the Nike plus version and I felt like I could take a little bit more time this time since I already had a pre-order in. And so I, I went through and I took care of it and, and it gave me the same shipping window that I had for the first one. So I'm like, okay, let's just, let's do it. So I hit the pre-order. Once I pre-ordered it, it bumped it back another like two weeks 
so <laughs> there it now, is now i got two of them that that uh one's gonna ship like the 25th of or something like the 25th through the 29th of october mm-hmm. and the other one's gonna ship november 2nd through the 9th so now i'm sitting here i gotta cancel one of these because i'm not buying both yeah um which one do i cancel do i go I, do i go with the one that i wanted that's going to take longer to get here or do i grab the one that's going to get here sooner and then just the only real difference was going to be that i that the few watch watch faces that come with the nike plus version and the nike plus band and i already have a band upstairs for for the uh for oh, yeah. the the one band that i wanted i bought that mm-hmm. already so what do you think i did if you already have the band and it's just the watch faces that makes the difference i bet you canceled the nike plus and went with the one that comes faster i so love that you did you you don't know me that well <laughs> actually no i kind of surprised myself i canceled <laughs> the one that's coming sooner because i'm holding out for the nike plus version oh i so i selected Look a different... you making a, an adult decision i am i'm gonna be patient. patient mm-hmm yeah. So I'm also thinking that it's going to come a little sooner than that. A lot of times those estimates are out a little bit further, but we'll see. Supplies are constrained, so that that could throw a uh, that could throw a wrench in it anyway. But I know that most of the time when I've pre-ordered stuff and it's been pushed off like a month or two, it's come early. So so we'll see what happens. But I'm not going to be disappointed with it when I get it this way. So I have, <laughs> have what I want. So there you go. And I got one of the uh, newer Nike plus bands. The I forget the name of it, but it's the, like the Velcro loop that has the Nike logo running on it, running around it. I got one of those. And then the band that I have on my watch right now, it's, it's the desert sand and black. That's mm-hmm. the, the color of it. It's basically a white with the black holes. I was going to say, it looks really white on the camera. Yeah. Well, is it like, it, is it off white or is it like, it's off white. The okay. the desert sand part of it basically is that there's just a touch of like a yellowish to it to kind of make it off white. Mm-hmm. So the new band that comes with it, that, that is the basically the same version of this is platinum and black. Now the platinum color is actually just a little grayer or maybe a little bluer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little slightly different color, but I think it'll match the, um, the midnight color better, uh, which is the, the case color that I got. So I really like gotcha. the high contrast, dark, dark Apple watch with a bright white band. I think that's a, that's a cool look. I like that contrast. I would guess you agree because you like your black and white. <laughs> yeah. I, so I have, uh, I've got a, an all white band and I've got the black Velcro loop. So depending mm-hmm. on what I'm doing and my, my watch case is black. So I either go the high contrast white and black or just all black. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to do like a link bracelet or something like that, which you, I buy the cheap ones off Amazon. I don't, I'm not buy, <laughs> buying a $450 band to go on my 500 or $500 watch. So, um, but all the ones that I would wear casually day to day are brighter colors like white. I wanted to get the electric orange, but the electric orange didn't come the braid, the solo loop braid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and that one. So this is part of the problem with the ordering process for the watch is that it let me select the size, but it didn't offer the size. I didn't find that out until later. 
that uh, I, I think I was like a 10 or 11. Like I got a big wrist. I'm a big guy. Um, but, uh, but it was like a 10 or 11 that I needed and it didn't, they didn't offer it in that size or maybe um, they might've been out of it or maybe they were cycling out of the stock for it or whatever, but they only had up to size eight. So I'm, I was out of luck to get, to get the orange ones. So, but they didn't tell me that all they did in the process to tell me that I couldn't have that band was they just didn't let me hit the add to bag button at the bottom. It did grayed out the add to bag button, but it didn't tell me what was wrong with my order. So I had to go through and I had to like figure out, I had to pick a different band. Once I picked a different band, like one of the newer bands, then it would let me do it, but it wouldn't let me have the orange one. And then I went back later to see if I could order the orange one, which I wasn't going to pay a hundred dollars for it, but I just wanted to see. And yeah, they mm-hmm. only had sizes up through size eight. So I figured out oh, that must've been the issue. Gotcha. So they could have been a little bit, it could have been a little bit better process for that. Agreed. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And my wife's sitting across the table with me and I'm just like, dang it, let me hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> so well, cool. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Um, there's been a couple of things with the watch that I have. I mean, I sent you pictures of how scratched up it is from work mm-hmm. and, um, uh, It'll be nice not to have to look at scratches anymore. Um, I've played around with getting cases for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I ordered a couple of cases off of Amazon to put on it. And uh, it either makes it look like a big like child's watch, which, which drives me up a wall. Mm-hmm. Or it's one of these like little tight little plastic cases. And the first day I tried one of those, um, it got wet and water got in underneath that case. And then I could not do anything with it because there was water in between the uh, the case and the watch. Mm-hmm. So I had to take the case off, which means you have to take the bands off, which are, are not, it's not a trivial process to get the bands off, especially when there's a case over top the button. Mm-hmm. So I'm, so I'm pushing the button in trying to get, get the case off of it. Then I wipe it off and then I put the case and then I got to wipe the inside of the case out, put the case back on, put the watch bands back on. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if this is the way to go either. So I might, what I might end up doing is just buying one of those big, like G shock um, <laughs> things that it goes in and just be, just wear that at work. So <laughs> just, just like, if I'm going to do it, just go all the way with it. Four pound watch on your wrist. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we found out this last week, there's an event coming up on Monday. Yeah, they're sneaking one more in. We thought they would. It is uh I'm a what, 40 50 hours, 40 49 hours and 25 minutes away. Something like that. So what do you think, man? What do you think we're going to see? I've got a couple of opinions that I'll share, but new iPhones. That's what I think. <laughs> you think we're going to get iPhones. another iPhone? Yep. iPhone 14. Here we come. <laughs> No, I mean the 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 rumors are what new MacBook Pros uh, with the improved M1 X or M2 or you know just the next iteration uh, AirPods, not Pro but AirPods three, so the cheaper uh, of the two or of the three, I guess, because there's your Maxes, which are the expensive ones. 
I shouldn't say that. Their pods pro are expensive. They're 250 bucks, right? They're all expensive. That's just, but varying degrees. Uh, so, and then maybe a Mac mini with the bumped, um, M1, right? Those, those are the main rumors. The hot T, right? Yeah, definitely the MacBook Pros have been called out. The Mac Mini, I'm on the fence. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Maybe, I could maybe see them do like the Mac Mini Pro that's been rumored. That's the, the higher end, faster Mac mm-hmm. Mini. Uh, maybe different case design to uh, mimic the uh, the Mac Pro but higher price tag. Yeah. I just, I was trying to think like, what are the benefits to ramping up the Mac mini? Um, since they just made one last year that has them one in it. And mm. I forgot it's the lack of ports. Yeah. IO that really is the selling point. Um, so I, I, I think, if they're going to push the MacBook Pros with four, you know, with, with increased IO, it would make sense for them to do the same thing with the Mini so that they can get that target audience that requires, you know, the more than two ports. <laughs> right. You know, and, and would want, you know, not just USB-C, but would, would need other types of connection to to support their, um, their, their work. So I, 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 I would say... If they're going to do it to the MacBook Pros, I can imagine them doing it to the Mac Mini as well for that specific reason. Yeah, I think the Mac Mini is going to be basically, well, the Mac Pro, I guess, would be a spec bump too, pretty much. Um, you think M1X or M2? Oh, I don't care what they call it. Oh, at all. I, it's marketing, but. Yeah. And, and if, like, if they're going to do the uh, efficiency, like the efficiency performance TikTok, then it would make sense for it to be like M1, M1X is the power boost, and M2 is the next efficiency boost, M2X is the is the perform, you know. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Um, but Apple routinely does things that don't make sense when it comes to naming stuff. So, you know, but yeah, it, I, I I think it's it makes sense for that to be the approach, right? Uh do the efficiency, battery gains, that sort of stuff in one, and then the next one you you know, boost the the performance cores and all that sort of stuff. The power. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cause then you can target you. Cause with that, you get to target different audiences with the different releases, right? Mm-hmm. The efficiency one is just like, Hey, it's better at things. Like it's, you know, 12 hour battery or whatever. And you, you can hit the mass market with that one. And then you come back with the performance gains for the professional uh, people mm-hmm. that need to just, need horsepower essentially and i think i think the x and the name um i kind of wonder if they're going to denigrate that anyway because when when you look at how they've done like you'd have the iphone would come out with the a13 and that just use just picking one out of the air Mm -hmm. and then the ipad pro would come out with the a13x that was faster and everything well the ipad pro now is on the m chip so bionic do you have anything that actually has an x in the name right now i don't know it's just isn't it just an a4 it's just a14 or not an a14 a is it a15 was the latest chip 
I don't remember. I stop. I don't keep track of that stuff because it doesn't matter to me. The names of the chips. Yeah. So what what I think is what I think is likely to start happening is that your that your A series is going to be for your iPhones, your um, iPad, iPad Air, um, and then your iPad Pro is going to go with the M series chip, and then pretty much all the Macs will be M series chips. So that's what makes the most sense to me at this point or at least what I'm seeing starting to develop. And then if they have, have a machine like the Mac Pro that requires a faster chip, maybe they come out with an X-series for that and just like kind of redefine what that X means. But... It is possible. So if we were going to play a game, which we are not going to play a game this time because we... Are cheesy? <laughs> no. But if we were going to say, make some predictions and score them or whatever, um, like some other, some other podcasts do, uh, maybe like a podcast that would have like a really risky, um, prediction. <laughs> I got thinking about this yesterday because I happen to be listening to that particular podcast and the, and the Rickies. And man, I think if I was going to make a risky pick, I would, I would, uh, I think that the word unleashed uh, in the, I think this, this is going to be one of the few times because I've been looking at back at the uh, invitations at each of the event and each of the events, it does kind of mean something. The last event, the iPhone event doesn't make quite as much sense with the California streaming. I mean, they talked about Apple TV plus, but, but very briefly. So I'm not sure how that oh, played. But they in. also just, talked about how awesome california is and it, all the they all did. the presentations were at different places across california yeah which just so, seems like such a weird way to spend your money but okay that's fine yeah well it was all they were probably in a green screen green screen studios and maybe mm, i don't think so all right uh, maybe they rented out the volume the what the volume from from uh, uh the mandalorian the way they did that I don't recall it. Okay. So have you watched the Mandalorian? Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. So the gallery series on the Mandalorian, um, the, basically the making of, did you see any of that? No. Okay. So you should, you should at least watch the episode on the volume because I think you'll be really, really impressed uh, by the, the technology that they used for that. So I will say no more. If you, okay. if you want to follow up in a future episode on this, we can do that. But I think you'll you'll be uh, impressed. But anyway, so I think when it comes to Unleashed, uh, I think that there's been a couple of theories that I've heard. And one theory that I have that I think is plausible, well, it's, it's the risky pick. It's not plausible. <laughs> Possible, <laughs> but not, not probable. So... Um, the one that I think is probably the most possible re- meaning for it is that we're going to see MagSafe come back to the Mac Pro, and that's going to look a little bit like the hey, you know, look, you can just it just pulls off really easy, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, just magnetically connects. I think that that's that's probably the most probable uh, uh, meaning for that term that they use, the unleashed term. Uh, what my kind of moonshot is, is that this is going to be the event where they say goodbye to Intel on everything. Not that they won't offer Intel machines, but they'll have a M1 version of all the machines announced on, uh, 
on Monday. So that begs the question, what do we got left? So we have um, the 27-inch iMac or whatever the bigger iMac is going to be and the Mac Pro. Do we have anything else? No, because you've got the Mac Air, the Mac Mini, and the Mac Pro, mm-hmm. or MacBook Pro, are all out. They're bumping the MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini theoretically to the you know the higher end versions. Mm-hmm. And then the smaller iMac came out in all those fun colors. So yeah, you've got the the bigger iMac and then the Mac Pro. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not suggesting that they're actually going to be shipping by the end of the year but they're at least going to talk about them and say, Hey, here's what we got in the works. My bigger moonshot. And this is, this I think is probably almost on the verge of impossible or something that Apple wouldn't do, but I think would be really neat to see them do. And I don't know the technical, um, what would technically have to happen. And if it's even possible with the Mac pro to do this, but to be able to pull the old Intel stuff out and put the new m1 in and they would charge just for that module so that if somebody already owns a mac pro and wants to update to the m1 they don't have to buy a whole new machine they can oh, just Apple's not gonna do that <laughs> no they want all the money they want all the money so what i think is probably the more the more possible idea here is that they'll offer a trade-in program for the old uh the old mac pros like they do with a lot of their products and you'll have to pay pay the difference basically to upgrade into the M1 Mac Pro. You know what my risky pick is for this, Mitch? What's going to make your laptops truly unleashed? 5G. 5G. That was that was a pick in the Rickies. Oh, was it? So, yeah. I haven't listened to the episode yet, so. Yeah. And I think it was a risky pick if I don't, if I, if my memory. Yeah, because they're not going to do it. They're not going to yeah. do it. <laughs> it's a dumb pick is what it is. Well, you know, they, made, made, it? they made the argument on, on the episode and you'll have to listen to the episode, but, but they made a good argument for it on the episode that uh, this might be the time that they add cellular to these machines. But I think it's fat. I think it's more likely that we're going to see face ID on these machines. Now, I don't think we're going to see either one of them realistically, but I think it would be there. There was a rumor that I just saw this morning from a kludgy site that said that there was a notch in the screen on the new um, MacBooks, which that would suggest that there's going to be uh, um, face ID, but, or they're pushing the screen so far to the corners that they've got a notch with their, camera and their sensors in it oh yeah i mean on the on the renders on the mac rumors website there's a little notch in the middle the screen literally the screen literally looks like it goes to the absolute edge Mm -hmm. that'd be a pretty machine that Mm -hmm. might get me to want to update want to my my machine's getting to be about five years old so but I'd like to get my wife something first. We'll see what happens there. I always give her hand-me-downs and I get to feel kind of guilty about just giving her the hand-me-downs. Like here's the stuff I don't want anymore. Here you go. Well, I can, I can tell you from personal experience that the M1 MacBook air 
and the M1 MacBook Pro scream. Yeah. So I'm terrified to see what they do with the the newer chip because like these things are really really fast, really responsive, really powerful. Um, you know, and these are the slowest and weakest <laughs> M-, M chip uh computers Apple's ever going to make, which is mm-hmm. just freaks me out. Now, it is totally out of my depth to talk about this. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, if I make any kind of technical comment that sounds ridiculous, it's because I have no, I don't really know much about this area. But, um, but Alex Lindsay on uh, MacBreak this last week uh, was um, suggesting that his, even with, with eight gigs, um, and in some cases, 16 gigs, but mainly with eight gigs of, uh, memory on some of these M1 Mac minis, they were doing like full, um, 3d renders, um, rather quickly and being able to throw those into uh, motion and create motion projects with, with 3d, um, with 3d objects. And, uh, and it's like something that you wouldn't have ever done on an Intel machine you know, with that little bit of memory, which is crazy to say eight gigs is a little bit of memory, but, um, well, it, it's all relative, right? When you're doing okay. stuff that's that intensive, mm-hmm. it, it does require quite a bit, but yeah, it's there. And, you know, it, it also helps that they're using motion, which is an Apple product, right? So they can really, right. I mean, they, they take advantage. Like when I'm using final cut or logic, it's just like, yeah, you want to do that? Okay. It's done. Great. Let's what's next. Like, Mm-hmm. Give, me, give me something more to do. I'm bored. <laughs> I'm like, okay, computer, calm down. You call that a challenge? Yeah. So it's uh they're they're really good machines. Yeah. I spy some Star Wars Legos. Yeah. That was the other thing I got at Walmart this morning. I just got this little kit. <laughs> I think they're cute. Dude, I am I've become such a kid. So um we t- we just took a little bit of break. I'm going to edit this all up so that it so that it uh sounds good for the show. But we just took a little break for a reason and uh so I grabbed a little box of Legos out and so I'm going to talk about this and what's delighting me today because there's a uh a new game on Apple Car Arcade that's fun. But uh but I, I really love my Legos and I got to thinking the other day and I haven't said this to my wife, but I have talked to her cause we're doing the foster to adopt stuff and getting our certifications for that. And there's definitely, my wife is showing like nesting, um, things like she just started wanting to pack my lunch and doing some other things that, uh, that are kind of like nesting behaviors. I kind of think that maybe my my new fascination with Legos lately is a little bit of a nesting thing because I know guys can can uh, do that like they get excited about it and they start doing doing things that are uh, you know indicative of having kids. So, I mean, I like Lego, but <laughs> but it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of fun. All right. And now I'm going to decide whether or not I'm going to leave that in the show or not. So, <laughs> um, so back to Unleashed. 
Yeah. So is there any other products that we think we're going to see? I mean, we talked about the AirPods 3, the the standard AirPods. Mm-hmm. Um, Air power? Is that, is that still a thing? Air power? <laughs> I'm thinking probably not. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mac OS Monterey. Oh, yeah. We could, I mean, we could see like a, a brief demo of that and a, get a release date. Yeah, I bet they release it by the end of the week. Very possible. How's uh, how is Rogue Amoeba doing with their compatibility? Um, you can now run a decent chunk of their products in Rosetta mode. Okay. Um, so I'm able to run um, Nectar three in Logic as long as I'm running Logic in Rosetta mode on my uh, MacBook Air. Okay. Um, and it works fine. Like I just edited my last podcast um, on my MacBook Air for the first time using Nectar and it did its job. Um, none of their stuff runs natively on M1 yet, um, but a decent chunk of their stuff runs on in Rosetta mode. So they're taking their sweet time, that's for sure. It's been a year. you know, technical stuff, I suppose. No. And they just have so many product project products too. I know that there is usually a website or a Oh, you're talking, the, sorry, you're talking Rogue Amoeba. Talking Rogue, I, was, Rogue Amoeba. I was talking Isotope, sorry. Oh, that's fine. Um, my bad. Yeah, Rogue Amoeba. Um my my experience know. with uh, with the uh Isotope products on Monterey has been fine on Intel. Yeah, no, the issue is the M1 chip, 100%. Sorry, I got my companies mixed up there. I I, I have no idea about Rogue Amoeba stuff on um, M1 chips. Should probably learn how to spell Amoeba. (laughs) That would make things so much easier. Amoeba. There's a page, and it's going to bug me now. But uh, I know that they were getting some initial compatibility with Monterey. Because SoundSource hasn't run... Uh, on, um, I have my laptop updated to Monterey, and uh, just recently, uh, SoundSource started working again. So they they're getting some they're getting some compatibility with it. So that's gonna that's really going to dictate when I up upgrade my uh, iMac is mm-hmm. when Rogue Amoeba stuff is all working properly. Makes sense. So, Mm-hmm. no i can't think of a whole lot else that we could see um they they talked about all their streaming stuff i don't know if they have anything they might show us a little uh little sizzle reel again of some of the uh stuff that's coming to apple tv plus but i think that they exhausted that at the last event mm-hmm. speaking of that though have you been watching foundation I am not up to date with it, but I have, but I didn't see this last episode, but I have been watching it up to that. I like it very much. It's good. It's slow. And it's a little bit hard to keep track of everything. Mm -hmm. They're laying the groundwork. Because I mean, it's a story told over a thousand years. So like they're laying the groundwork, I think, very well. 
uh, for what is to come. And I expect it to be really good. But yeah. like with any with any TV show like this that has, you know, this large cast, this big universe, whether it's Game of Thrones or even Lost, you know, like you go back and watch the first seasons of those show, they're incredibly slow, you know, yeah. and you, but like as the pace picks up, you don't necessarily like remember it being slow because in the moment, like you're learning everything. And so I, I think it's uh, it's setting up for some pretty epic stuff and I'm excited to see how that goes. Obviously I haven't read the books, so I don't know what's coming, but I just kind of get the, the, I get the feeling like they're trying intentionally to take it slow and build all of the different storylines so that when things do pick up, we have the necessary foundation (laughs) 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 to work with it. So I'm excited. We'll see what happens though. No, I think it's got a lot of promise. In this last episode that you haven't seen yet, um, really helps connect some of the stories that have been disparate at this point, okay. um, in a in a in a cool way. So you might feel a little differently after you watch the the recent episode, yesterday's episode. Sure, or you may not. I don't know. Um, I've been enjoying. Don't get me wrong. I've been enjoying it. I like this kind of sci-fi. It's just uh, it's not the Thankfully, it's not the we got to have an action scene in every episode and we've got a, you know, it is a very story driven, very beautifully done uh, show. It's they it's very, very well. Uh, The the cinematography and just like the set design and everything is just really, really well done. They asked about the show budget. On this, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. He didn't talk numbers, but he basically said two episodes of foundation is more than he's ever spent on a, in a full length motion picture. <laughs> well, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's good. I mean, when, when the, in the, the, the first or second episode, when the, um, the elevator, I forget what they call it. Oh, the, um, oh my gosh. Starbridge. Uh, yeah. But when that falls, uh-huh. like I can't imagine how much it costs to to build all those effects. That was crazy. It was so good. You know, yeah. it really brought you in and really helped you to feel the uh the extent of the the destruction and like what something like that would do if it if it fell from space. So and it killed like millions of people. A hundred million. A hundred million people. Yeah. That's crazy. Yikes. Yeah. To put that into uh do you know how you know how many people live in the United States? A little over that. It it is. It's about seventy five million. So to oh, put okay. that into some kind of perspective, that's a that's a lot of people. Uh yeah. <laughs> so that's like if you just wiped almost almost all of North America off the map. Or a good portion of it. Oh, that's a happy thought. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's putting in perspective. You know, it, it's a good show, though. Um, but I can't think of anything else that we would be we would see at this event. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very Mac focused. It has to be. It should be fun. I hope we uh, get a "Who Let the Dogs Out" reference at some point. 
Sure. Why not? It all depends on whether or not uh, Craig Federici. Yep. If we get Craig. Oh, yeah. He's good yeah. for a dad joke. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I know that I'm ready to be a dad because all the jokes I tell are dad jokes. <laughs> so it's good. Just means, you have, just means you have a good sense of humor, Mitch. That's all. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Well, what's delighting you today, Cam? Um, we uh, we got together last night for a friend's birthday, and it was just a bunch of friends, and like we hung out and ate pizza, and then we like carved and painted pumpkins, and like had ice. Like, it was just, you know, and people with kids brought their kids, and it was it was just nice to like be around people and you know like we were there for like three hours and it was just chill like everyone was just having a good time and laughing and had good music on and you know my my daughter painted her pumpkin every color possible which means it's like a greenish shade of gray now because it's just (laughs) all mixed together um but it's abstract yeah we'll call it that yes it's abstract (laughs) She's also four. So, you know, you get what you get. Um, but it's just, you know, spending time with, with people that you care about. is just nice and getting to celebrate one of them, um, you know, is, is fun too. Um, so it was just one of those nights that just makes you like, Oh, you know, being human is a good thing after all. So yeah, just enjoyable, nice, a nice reminder that, as much as people can make you crazy, people can, you know, like people matter, you know, and getting to spend time with ones that you care about is just, it's a good, it's a good thing for the soul. Yeah. So that's, what's delighting me is it's, and I'll tell you working in retail, it's really easy to lose sight of that because people yep. can be terrible mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely appreciate uh, hanging out with people i like i often say that people are the worst and best part of life it just depends on you know and it's usually that I like that it. big of a swing mm-hmm. so, you might yeah, just I, you, that might be the show title <laughs> people are the best and worst yep so and I am people, so I know that I can be true. very good and very not great. Oh man, <laughs> depending on the situation. I've definitely had some times recently because I've been really stressed out and I've had a lot going on. And I've definitely had times recently where I've I've totally felt like I'm the worst version of me. But uh but there's been some times recently where I felt like I'm the best version of me too. So so what is delighting you, sir? You know, I had a couple of things that I was going to talk about today, and I'm just, I'm worrying about just picking one of them. But I solved the problem. And I, and I always love it when I solve a problem. So do you, do you uh, listen to anything when you're taking a shower, or, you know, getting ready in the morning so that you have maybe? Uh, blue- yeah, usually, usually music. Do you have a Bluetooth ba- uh, speaker in your bathroom? I have one that I take into the bathroom. It doesn't live there, but yeah. 
Okay. So I have one that I just leave in there. And um, this is my old one. There's a little Aki. Uh, I don't have, I don't see the, it's just, it's just a little Bluetooth speaker. It's got a couple of uh, volume buttons on the front, but I've had an issue with the charging port as of late. And I've gone through three or four of these, uh, not this particular model, but I've gone through three or four um, Bluetooth speakers that, that I put in the bathroom. And, you know, there could be a few reasons for that. Maybe the steam is getting added or um, I usually mm-hmm. I don't keep it that close to the shower. It's kind of off to the other end of the, the bathroom. Our bathroom is really long and narrow. Um, but it could just be that these like when you keep buying these less expensive ones, they just wear out faster. And yeah. so this one, the charging port stopped working properly. So it's one of those things where you put the it's got a micro USB um, port. And you plug that in and then you got to wrap the cord underneath it to get it to sit at the right angle. Um, make sure that the red light's on before you walk away. And then, then uh, Jamie, my wife, can't touch it <laughs> until that, that red button turns off. And mm-hmm. then you got to jiggle it around to make sure the red button didn't turn off because it lost contact. So threw that out and not threw it out, but um, got rid of that. Well, I found a solution for this that... Uh, I don't have to worry about charging the uh, the bat the internal battery on this because I I f- I work at a home improvement store and so I came across this little rigid um, little speaker. Well, I'm it's, sorry, it's a lot bigger than the than the Aki one that I was using. <laughs> but you can but commit a crime with that thing. <laughs> well, that's this is true. That's probably a couple of bricks big. Uh huh. But uh, but in comparison to their other radios, this is the small guy. So you know oh, they make a... big they make big job site radios. Uh huh. So what's nice about this is I as I I have two rigid drills that I've had for years that I use for building stuff and, and everything. Yeah. But it uses those batteries on the back here, and I can just throw those on the charger. Uh huh. And I've got two of them, so I can always have one in the radio and the other one's on the charger so that if I, if I see the, the battery level starts getting low, I can just swap the batteries and they're, they're always charged. I never, I'm never caught in this position where I'm in the shower and I get the doo-doo-doo. and then, it, then the podcast comes back and then all of a sudden the podcast pauses doo-doo-doo. because the battery's getting low and it's notifying me that it's going to it's going to shut down soon, but it doesn't just shut down. It's got to annoy me. And I can't, I'm not going to jump out of the, the, the shower and like get water all over the place to go shut it, shut it off. It's just going to <laughs> annoy me until I can get to it. So this thing doesn't do that because I'm going to make sure that I've got a fresh battery in there all the time because the battery is nice and swappable in the back and it makes me happy. So that's a, so. is it, it's an AM FM radio and it's Bluetooth. AM FM radio, it's got Bluetooth built in, and there's an auxiliary port on the side if you want to plug something into it as well. Oh, and nice. there's a there's a USB charging port on the side too. So, so you're not if, tied to the batteries if you don't need to be. Um, you can you can you, ha- you can charge you it need, via USB. You have to run it off the the battery. Oh, there's okay. no there's no other power source for this. So the USB port is not for power. No, what the USB port is for is let's say you've got one of them old school phones that has a headphone jack on it. 
and you want to plug the phone into this to charge off of it oh, and then okay. plug the plug the phone in with the uh the regular headphone jack into this to run it up through auxiliary you can gotcha. do that okay so it's power I, out not power in yeah it's a power up okay. so but i like this little thing it makes me very happy because it works well it connects faster than the aki one was uh, would connect before usually i would turn it on and then i would sit there and wait for the chirp that that it was connected this one connects quite a bit faster shuts off a lot faster it has a dedicated uh volume uh dial at the top which which is really convenient mm-hmm. and uh other than that this one's ruggedized so that like i'm not going to do this but i could probably throw it across the room here and it would be just fine um also probably going to handle moisture better than uh and just a little yeah that was my next question was water and dust resistance or proofness yeah i'm guessing that and i don't have anything to prove that but i'm guessing that this is more water and dust resistant Mm -hmm. so so yeah makes me really happy so thought i would share that on the show um just quickly the other thing that i was going to talk about because it ties into the lego thing that that uh we talked about briefly Mm -hmm. the this set um, I've, I've got the, if you guys want to look it up, it is the set 75298, or it's uh, basically just a little um, micro fighter set that has a little uh, at at and with a stormtrooper. And then it's got uh, the snow Luke um, or the Hoth Luke on a, on a Tauntaun <laughs> and they're shooting at each other. So but both of these figures are in a new game that is on Apple Arcade um, called Lego Star Wars Battles. And oh, I got my phone right here. Um, Lego Star Wars Battles. Uh, I've been playing this a little bit. It took me a little to kind of learn how to strategize in this game. But basically, it just gives you a field with uh, with you on one end and your opponent on the other end one of you is light side the other one's dark side and then you're given little cards that you play that put characters on the on the field that fight and it's just a cool fun little game uh and and i didn't actually didn't realize until about the third or fourth uh, battle that i did that i'm actually playing against other people online so it didn't dawn on me at first that 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 I was actually playing against online opponents, but I I was, and and it, I think that almost adds to the fun of it. So and you you build your characters, you level up, you you know there's there's all these little components. I think if there's one thing that I don't like about games like this, is that the the uh, the interface is so crammed with stuff that sometimes it's hard to figure out what you're supposed to do. You know, in the battles, it's not bad, but when you're out in the lobby or when you're out, uh, you know, leveling up your characters and, and stuff like that, it takes some time to learn, like, what do I, what do I tap on? Because it's just like, there's buttons everywhere and there's all kinds of stuff to do and it's not laid out simple. So, but, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. So, um, so that was the other thing that was uh, I was worrying with a little bit about uh, um, with that. So it's cool. I might check that game out. We'll see. Yeah, it was fun. I don't know that there's any way to actually say, hey, Cam, let's play. 
you know, I think it's just all like randomized matchmaking. Oh, yeah. So, but cool. Well, that's all I have for us this week. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add? Um, go blue. They're not playing today. They have a bye week, but mm. you know, six and zero for the first time in a while. All right. Yay, sports. Did you see the Packer game last week by chance? Uh, no. That was the craziest game. Who'd they play? Oh, the Bengals. Gross. So they, the, pack, they, the Packers won 25 to 22 in overtime. Oh, wow. But they tied up with two minutes and 12 seconds left in the game in regular uh in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. they they proceeded to each uh, march down the field and and go for a field goal and they were in the in that series there were five missed field goals so the packers marched down crosby kicked and missed the Bengals marched down the Bengals kicker kicked and missed (laughs) <laughs> then the, the Packers marched down and missed another one. Then the Bengals marched down and missed another one. And they just kept going back and forth until finally in overtime, Crosby, Crosby hit a, uh, a field goal to uh, win the game. So, but I thought that game was never going to end, <laughs> but it was so bizarre because they, they were, it wasn't like they were like 60 yard field goals. You know, they were, Anywhere's from like I think forty four yards was uh was one of them. I think there was a couple over fifty yards, but they weren't unhittable uh field goals, but they just kept missing <laughs> so I guess there was a uh a rash of missed field goals last sunday um in the n f l so I don't know all I know is the lions lost it again yeah <laughs> were you surprised? No, not at all. No. no, we got the Bears tomorrow. So, yeah, That'll I think we're. I think it's a, it's a night game too, right? Um, no, noon game tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. is it noon? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah, all right. So my pastor he DVRs a lot of the games, and so after church, I think a bunch of us are going to get together and watch that one. Yeah, save should, it. Save it should it be good. Game. I mean, you know, Packers, oh, Packers are four are and one. Win. What's that? Packers are going to win. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, but the bears, I mean, you never know in the Northern division in the NFC North, you just, you just never know because all the teams are competitive and even you, you say, Oh, well the lions, you know, they always lose, but you know what? They're there close have been, losses. They're all close losses. There, there have been uh, games where the lions won and it was, I don't want to, I don't want this to sound weird or sound like prideful or whatever, but usually it's because the Packers didn't show up, you know, and they didn't play a very good game. And it's just, it feels to me like if any of the NFC North play, play each other, you know, generally speaking, they go the way that they should, but there's, you just can never count on it. So we, we, uh, we got swept by the, the lions one year. I remember and, it was glorious. And it was like two of the three losses that we had that year. So <laughs> I also remember Aaron Rodgers 
60 or 70 yard Hail Mary to win the game at Ford Field. Yeah. And it was one of those I was watching. And it's literally, as soon as it left his hand, I stood up off the couch. I said, they're going to win. And I walked out of the room because I knew (laughs) I was like, the Lions find every possible way to lose a game. And so I, I, no exaggeration. As soon as it left his hand, I stood up off the couch, said out loud to the people in the room, Packers are going to win. And I left the room. Because I went to the kitchen. I was like, I'm done. I can't handle this. And then I heard the, you know, the raucous reaction from the other room. And I was like, did I not tell you what was about to happen? Like, <laughs> I, I got to tell you when I was, I remember that pretty keenly. I was sitting on the couch. I'm on the edge of the couch and I'm like, oh my gosh, the, the ball's hanging in the air. And, um, the guy's name was Rogers. I forget his first name. Um, catches the ball, falls into the end zone, or like I, I can't yeah. remember if he was and actually he was the tight in the end, end zone. of all. It was the tight yeah. end too. It was like, come yeah. on, you know, Rogers, Rogers, and whoever the tight ends are. There's magic there. I mean, they. I see that all the time, where the like the tight ends are the ones that he goes to for those those clinch plays, and uh, but. I I jumped off the couch. Like I don't do that very often. And I jumped off the couch and and I was pretty excited about that. So no, I, there are games when I see the Packers win and I'm like, man, they didn't deserve to win that one, but uh, we'll, we'll take the W. So, and speaking of sports, my brewers lost and are out of the playoffs. I don't know if you saw that, but no, I don't pay attention to baseball anymore, man. They just got outplayed by the Braves. That's that's the uh, the long and the short of it. Um, Braves showed up. They played a better game. Their pitching was nearly flawless. Um, it just they got outplayed. So, and they didn't they didn't have. Uh, I don't think they had anything to be ashamed of. They they showed up and they they played they played their hearts out. And I, you know, if there were errors and there were mistakes made, it wasn't they weren't egregious errors and they weren't terrible mistakes. They were just part of, part of baseball. And uh, mm-hmm. man, I, it was a fun series to watch, but and Braves just outplayed them. I, I think that's the Braves got a good shot at taking the world series this year from what I saw in that series. So we'll see how that, see what happens. They got the Dodgers um, in the NLCS now. So But anyway, you don't care about baseball, and I'm just getting back into it. So let's move on. All right. Well, if you guys want to check us out, uh, you can check us out at innerdialogue.show. Uh, that is where you'll find our back catalog and uh, um, and other stuff, I think. <laughs> but um, but at least you can go there and you can uh, you can subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed. And if you're not subscribed, how are you listening to us? Seriously. So, but tell your friends. We'd love to see some some uh, additional people uh, uh, get on the bandwagon here. Get on the uh, IDP bandwagon. So <laughs> we have an officially inner dialogue name? podcast. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That that's how I abbreviate us when I'm when I'm uh, putting putting information in for stuff. So gotcha. But uh, you can also, if you've got questions, comments, or anything for us, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Mitch Craig. Uh, I'm at Cam Brennan, but I don't even have Twitter installed on my phone anymore. So, All right. So hit him up on Instagram. Yes. Send him pictures. 
also um, Cam Brennan on Instagram. Yep. Otherwise, you can hit us up on our websites too. Uh, I don't know if we have. Do you have a contact form on your website? No, I don't either. No. Okay. Never mind. Just uh, hit me up on Twitter if you guys have questions for the show uh, at Mitch Craig. All right, Cam. It's been another blast. Um, I should before we before we sign off, there was an apology that I had to make about the last episode. I don't know if you noticed this, but I didn't release the episode until that following Friday. And oh yeah. Yeah. And so I had one of the craziest weeks that week. And it I it takes me about uh it took me about four hours to edit this pot the podcast from last time. Uh, because there was some additional stuff that I was doing, some photos that I was putting together for the show and just the, the audio. Um, I'm when I do my audio edits, I go through and I listen to the whole show and make my edits that way. Um, there's a few different, um, styles of editing, but that's the one that I find to be the the easiest and the best, uh, to get, uh, good results. Uh, I know that some people don't do it that way. And that's fine. I've tried to do it the other way and I just can't get it to work for me. So, but it takes me about four, four hours or so. If you've got almost a two hour podcast to, to edit that and to add the extras in and all that stuff. Um, but it just came down to, I just didn't have that four hours all week. You know, I think I got, I got to the first half of the editing on uh, Wednesday morning and then I finished it up Friday morning, got it posted. So if you were eagerly anticipating our show and I was a little late on it, I apologize for that. But there were, there were reasons behind the scenes uh, why that happened. So cool. All right, man. This is a pretty timely episode. So I got to get this off, get this out quick. So we'll get this one out by tomorrow night again. Rock on. All right, man. Have a good one.